but I'm going to read one verse. We're going to be in Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Verses 5, 4, I'm going to read 4 through 6. And then we'll go to work. Amen. Amen. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own hometown, among his relatives, and in his household. And he was not able to do a miracle there, except that he laid his hand on a few sick folk and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And he was going around the villages teaching. I'm going to teach this morning from the subject, the power of unbelief. The power of unbelief. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to teach this morning from the subject, the power of unbelief. Amen. I'm going to teach Amen. this morning Amen. from the subject, Amen. the power yes. of unbelief. Amen. But I'm going to preach this morning from the subject, you can't stop me. All right. All right. God has given every one of us purpose and vision. And all of our visions can't be the same. Though they should be tied to the same purpose. It's very important that you surround yourself with people who can see what you see. And to be a strength and a support to the vision. I'm going to help myself this morning. The purpose is always a kingdom agenda. To see souls saved, delivered, and set free. The vision, however, is given to the head of the house as a means to and uh, process of bringing about this purpose. None of this can be done without the power of God, the dunamis, the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit working things out in our lives individually and corporately. What we need to understand is the power of unbelief to short circuit the power of God from accomplishing the things he wants to do in the lives of his people. Right. Wow. Doubt is the devil's disease to destiny. Yes, it, is. Yep. Yep. it is the devil's disease to destiny. James chapter 1 verse 6 says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Come on. Mark chapter 11 verse 23 says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and not 
doubt in his heart. He but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He will have whatever he's saying. Romans chapter 14 verse 23 says, And he that doubted is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When we think about faith, we think about faith as powerful. Faith that can move mountains. But I want you to understand that unbelief is powerful as well. Amen. Unbelief is a great force. The power of unbelief is so great that it extends throughout eternity. For example, Eve exercised unbelief in the word of God and brought the entire human race down into a curse and eternal judgment. In the days of Noah, he, he preached. He was a preacher of righteousness, warning the world. And the world did not believe. And a world of unbelievers were brought down, a flood upon their own heads, and drowned all of humanity, except for the eight. My God, I'm preaching already. Unbelief caused the destruction of the whole human race and all creatures and all life living things on earth. It was unbelief on the part of Israel and the wilderness that caused them to die, therefore, before ever entering into the promised land. And the story of Israel's ongoing unbelief, even after they entered the land of Cana, is clear of all to all who read the Old Testament. They were judged again and again by God for their apostasy and their unbelief. Aaron's unbelief led to 3,000 people being slaughtered. We remember that when Achan's unbelief resulting in disobedience brought about the execution of him and his entire family. The Pharisees and the scribes were unbelievers until the very end with a few exceptions. And all like other unbelievers and their unbelief resulted in them dying in their sins, forfeiting heaven and gaining hell. The New Testament has a lot to say about the believing, but it all it has a lot to say about faith, but it also has a lot to say about unbelief. Mm -hmm. In the familiar words of John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged, but he who does not believe is judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. It was unbelief that brought a curse on humanity. It is unbelief in the Son of God that catapults people into eternal, eternal hell. Unbelief activates divine wrath. Unbelief activates divine judgment. Unbelief short circuits the power of God working in our lives. John 8, 21 says, I go the way and you will seek me and you will die in your sins. Where I am going, oh, namely into heaven, you cannot come. So the Jews were saying, surely he will not kill himself. Well, he says, he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. And he was, he said to them, you are from below, I am from above. 
You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I say unto you, you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. The warning that our Lord gave many times is believe in me or perish. Jesus. So now, some general thoughts before we enter into this text. Because we've been going through Mark. It is concluding a concluding text of the first section of Mark's gospel. The section began with an introduction of the purpose of Mark. To show that Jesus was the son of God. And then immediately we saw him coming to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy. And then as it began to unfold, we saw Jesus preaching the gospel in the first chapter. Then in the first chapter, calling his disciples. Then in the second chapter and the third chapter, teaching and healing people. Then it goes on to, to, to calling his 12 and identifying the future preachers of the gospel. Chapters 4 and 5, we saw more preaching, more teaching, miracles of healing, deliverance from demons, danger and death. In fact, we just taught about how Jesus raised Jairus' daughter and how he healed the woman with the issue of blood. Yes. And all of them five chapters sums up what the crowd did. They were all immediately amazed and astonished at what Jesus had done. So I want you to understand, and that's usually how it works. You come on the scene, you do some mighty works, you perform miracles, people are astonished, and they begin to follow him. People follow miracles. Some people are following for the word. But some people are following for what they can get. And so we come to chapter 6. I'm going to help myself this morning. It says, then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. He came from all that to his own country. And his disciples followed him. Point one, I got a few this morning. I'm going to take my time. This is a great lesson to learn. Notice what the disciples did not do. <coughs> Sometimes when you're studying the scripture, or what the disciples did and what the, the, the people, the players in the text have done, sometimes are obvious. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a teaching tool. Says, uh, you know, so you, you can kind of sharpen your preaching skills when it's your time to preach. Don't, don't look at what's obvious. Look at what's not obvious. Uh -huh. Look at what they didn't do. They didn't complain. They didn't argue. They didn't question. They didn't come up with their own agenda. They didn't doubt. They flowed and they followed. A disciple is a student, a learner, a study. Luke chapter 6 verse 40 says, The students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like their teacher. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 then Jesus said to all the people if anybody wants to be a follower he must forget about himself you must take up your cross every day and follow me and cannot be my disciple 
Paul had told his readers in 1 Corinthians, I think it was chapter 11, that he, he said, be followers of me as I am a follower of Christ. Now, it's interesting that Paul didn't tell them to follow Christ. He told them to follow him. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. See, 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 I believe we, we have so many problems in the church today because we have too many fakers and not followers. Oh, oh my God. Uh, we have a whole bunch of donors instead of doers. They don't want to do nothing. We got too many leeches and not leaders. They want to grab on to what you do. They want your anointing but don't want to go through what you had to go through. We got too many promoters of self and not praisers of Christ. They followed him. It amazes me, and in the years that I've been that I've been pastoring, you know, you know what I'm looking for. You know, you know what a leader is looking for. He's looking for people who look like him. Uh -huh. Now I'm not telling you you have to take on my attributes, because there's only one Andre. You better believe that. You know, he made me broke the mold. But but what I'm teaching, you should be teaching. What's coming out of my mouth, it should be coming out of your mouth. You ain't saying nothing. But 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 sometimes if you don't hang around the teacher long. Enough, you start talking like other. See, I can tell what you've been around by what comes out of your mouth when you're facing a certain situation. Woo! And, and so you have to be a follower of the leader. See, I want to follow somebody that's going somewhere. I want to follow somebody that's in a place that I want to be. I want to talk about All right, all right. So he went out from there and went to his own place, and his disciples followed him. Means you got to be able to take instruction. Amen. Amen. Means you got to be able to stick to the script. Amen. Amen. Well, when I was in teen college, Pastor Arthur used to tell me when I when I would get out there, he would tell me, he say, "Okay, Dre, he would take us out on the choir." He said, "All right, Dre, I want you to share your testimony." And uh, and then he, he knew we 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 were, we were trained how to give our testimony. And TC, you know how they watch. You got two minutes, two minutes to give your testimony. So if you if you go out there, they'll, they'll say, "Amen," and "Amen," and I, it don't mean I agree. It means shut up. <laughs> I mean, you're going too long. How are you going to tell the time on God? I'm giving my testimony, but it was training. And when I would go along, he said, Now, see there, boy, you don't flip the script. <laughs> you didn't stick to the script. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which means you got you, you got and, and we would be disciplined for not sticking to the script. Yes, yes. And so it was it was teaching us that when you get out there, you you are not the leader. Come on. <laughs> uh-huh. You're part of a team. Yeah. Amen. This ain't the trade show. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so somebody say, I gotta be a follower. Gotta be a follower. It's okay to be a follower because if you're not a good follower, you can't be a good leader. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. You can't be a good leader if you're not a good follower. Amen. See, people want the blessing, but they don't want to follow the instruction. Come on. Once you master something, then you can go ahead and play with it. Look, gotta give you a little room. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Right? You know how to cook something, right? If you know how to cook something from scratch, if you can make up stuff, you can put, you can start adding stuff. But if I wanted, let somebody say, stay to the recipe. Right? When you get your taste buds ready for something, you don't listen. Don't bring me no cornbread with yogurt in it. I don't want no yogurt in my cornbread. Just put, I just want cornbread. Sweet corn. Don't be you know. Don't little little pieces of pepper and corn inside the cornbread. I know that, that ain't the kind. I ain't, I ain't ready. Y'all better help me up in here. Follow the recipe. Could you just stay to the script? And the funny thing about it is that I believe he chose 12 to see if they was going to follow him. It's because people will look. Because people know what the leader has said. Oh, I'm, I'm teaching. People knew what the leader said. So when the leader put somebody in position to move, do something, they're watching to see. Uh, okay, I know Pastor ain't told him to say that. That don't even sound like Pastor. And you know, God up here in the name done became the church of you. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? With what wisdom was given to him? And such mighty works were performed by his hand. Point number two we, we must understand that when Jesus taught or came in contact with people, it was to build feed and increase their faith. He began to teach. They were astonished. Where did he get these things? Where is this wisdom coming from? And where are these works that he's doing? See, the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, so here we see the witness of Jesus and what they witnessed. We, we see the witness of Jesus and what they witnessed. Here's what they witnessed. They witnessed words from heaven. Where did he get these things? Because it didn't sound like anything else they were, they were being taught. It, it, it was something different. It, there was something different about the way he, he taught. Coming at you. That's right. 
Listen, this man got words from heaven. Not only words from heaven, but where did he get this wisdom? Wisdom was being imparted. See, wisdom is contagion. Wisdom is impartation. I don't need you. You got to be careful. Because people can't impart stupidity to you. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hang around a fool. Come on. You got to be careful who's, who's imparting to you. Because the brain is funny. The brain has the ability to adapt to what is taught. So if it's not being taught up, it can be taught. Yeah, you ever had a kid, a child who who was super smart and they go to school and 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 they finish the work in like two minutes yes. Yes. because the work is not challenging them. Uh -huh. yes. The school does them a disservice if they graduate them because they haven't expanded their. So you tell them give them more work. Yeah. Or does it give them work that's higher, a higher sort of stretch? And that's same as the spirit. You you can't come on, you got to move from Jesus web at some time. You got to move from praise him at all times. From some you got to get into something deep at some point in your life where some wisdom can come. Now wisdom is using the information at the right time, at the right moment, in the right way. Yes. Oh my God. So so you don't have see that's why it said the Bible says get knowledge. But knowing you didn't get an understanding. Because right. if you have knowledge and have no understanding on how to use that knowledge, then you're just a fool with a lot of knowledge. Right. Right. I'm preaching up in here. Are you helping me up in here, Christian? So you, you got to, you know, the, the information that I get, I got to ask God to show me how to understand it so I can apply it at the right time, at the right moment. And that's wisdom. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Yeah. So God, Jesus was imparting wisdom. Uh -huh. they, weren't, they weren't getting wisdom from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. I told you I'm going to take my time. And he was doing mighty works. See, the Bible says in Mark, in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, that the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied, accompanied it. Uh -huh. if, if you just... It, if you did, if there's no signs, you know a tree by its fruit. So if I was just preaching to you and there was no sign, and I ain't talking about an earthquake, I'm talking about a sign. I am a sign. When you look at me, you know God working. When we started the ministry, I knew people were going to come because they wanted to see if an old ex-crackhead could preach. And really, people were just coming to see how I survived. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I was a show. Uh -huh. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't deny the mighty works. People were being saved. People being delivered. Uh -huh. Needs being met. Yep. You can't stop. 
<laughs> they couldn't deny the wisdom. That's right. That's right. Wisdom being preached. People that said there could never be nothing. Mm -hmm. And even the people that left, uh -huh. whatever they took away, they still using it. Y'all better help me. Yeah. Ooh, what? Yes, yes, yes. It's the pride that people won't come back. They won't come back, but the pride will. No, whatever. But then they'll still be, they'll still be pulling on old stuff. It's okay, cause it ain't my words. It was words from heaven, and you got y'all better help me up in here. So, so, so you gotta. He he was doing all this. Jesus was doing it. Oh, my my iPad froze. Y'all can't get no more words. <laughs> well, we open it back up there. Go. <laughs> and now watch what happens. Is this not the carpenter? Son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at it. Point three. Instead of being blessed by the blesser, they were offended because of familiarity. <sighs> familiarity. They were blinded because of his humanity. So they were unable to receive from his divinity. See, people doubt you because they only see what they think they know about you. They don't recognize the spiritual power you possess. They, they, they don't, they, they don't see what's being revealed from your spirit. Uh huh. Yep. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they look at, the, uh, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't, isn't this James' son? Isn't this, isn't this the one that grew up on made on Edgewood? Isn't this the one that grew up in the projects? Isn't this, well, isn't this sister? Didn't him mama work over there? Yeah, who who is this? And, uh, they, they, they were offended. Cause see, that's why it's it's, it's a hard. See, I could preach here, right? Right? And, and, and not to say that I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I could preach here, but if I go somewhere else, that's why a lot of people move. They start churches in other states. It's just say God told me to go to Texas. No, God didn't tell you to. You knew, but nobody gonna deal with you. But but they want respect. You'll get respect when you go out and people don't know where you came from. They they respect you more. And a lot of times it does you, it does me as a pastor. I'm helping myself because I like, I like to get in there with the people and and be able to have a relationship with the people I lead. And and sometimes when you do that, people people don't respect you like they would respect you if they couldn't touch you. Because your pastor's too accessible, so you get offended because I know you. Yes. Or you know me. Yes. <laughs> Help me. 
call me up in here. You know where I, where, I, where I come from. And people won't respect you when they think they know all they know about you, but they really don't know nothing about you. Because you, you are going ahead and judging me based on what you see on the outside, but you don't know the anointing that I possess on the inside. And you're blocking your blessing because I have on the inside what you need to fix what's going on on your outside. So you can't receive from my divinity because you're offended by my humanity. People, people, oh, oh, he preaching in Tim's while he got jeans on behind the pulpit. My clothes have nothing to do with my anointing. Oh my God, help me. There is something on the inside of you that is more powerful than what's going on on the earth. Greater is he who is, and people will never be able to touch your greater. Woo! They'll never be able to touch your greater. Hallelujah. Go ahead and tell you. I wish I could tell you. Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm greater. Uh-huh. They don't, they don't even know who's in the room with them. Some people in your family don't even know who's on the family tree with them. They don't even know who's on the job with them. They don't even know who's in their presence. But it's royalty. It's anointing. It's power in their presence. And if they were only not be so offended. By my anointing. And the truth of the matter is, he wasn't none of them people. Uh Is this not the carpenter? It is no, he he was God's. I'm here to tell you, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are not your mama's child. Help me up in here. You, you, You do not belong to your daddy. And you are not that person's son. You are God's. God just used them to help you get here. You better help me up in here. My kids do not belong to me. They belong to God. Y'all better help me up in here. It is not, they are not Andre's son. It is not the pastor's daughter. It's God's daughter. Thank you, God. Say that. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So he said to them, he said, but Jesus said to them, Jesus said, Jesus said, I'm almost done. He said, he said, I feel my help, I gotta take this off. <laughs> oh, help me, Lord Jesus, I feel like I'm about to preach. He said, he said, Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. Pastor, why are you whispering? Because I know Jesus, when he said he said it to them, he wasn't talking to them. (laughs) You better go ahead. (laughs) He he, he wasn't talking to them. When he said he said to them, he was talking to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were already lost. He already knew that they weren't going to receive him. Because he has all knowledge. He knew what he was walking out of and into. Y'all better help me. So, so he, he whispered to the, it was a prayer. A prophet is not without honor. Oh my God. Except in his own country. Help me up in here. Help me up in here. And then he said, he said, watch this, check this out. Prophecy becomes unproductive in 
absence of honor. Prophecy becomes unproductive in the absence of honor. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Now, people who are desperate for affirmation will never prosper in the things of God. Because it's not our job to minister for the respect of the people. People who don't respect can't receive. Right. And as a leader, you have to know <laughs> that God will deal with those who don't respect mm -hmm. what you received. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right now. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Am I making it plain? Yeah. <laughs> Prophecy is a word from heaven. Uh -huh. 
Then Joshua answers, whatever you commanded us, we will do. And whatever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, we will obey you. Only may the Lord God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word does not obey it. Whatever you command them will be put to death. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's the word. That's the word. That, that's, that's deep. But here's the problem, firstly. People don't listen to the leader. Nope. Nope. And instead of killing the people that don't listen, <laughs> they kill the leader. This is going to sound cruel, but it's true. Why are you more worried about people who left than what they left? Boy, don't Facebook me, don't message me, don't write me, don't say nothing. <laughs> you have to be obedient. God don't change. So, so we all, all right, I, I, that was heavy. Should I end this? Y'all ready to go home eat? Right, we good? You good over there on Zoom? We good? You getting anything out of this? Just wave a hand. Amen. <laughs> Listen to this. Now, now, Brother Deacon relate to me on this. This is how I want to, because we got some co-workers who, who swear up and down anyway, but he'll know what I'm talking about when I go ahead through this, through this one. I hope they're watching sometime and catch the, catch the show so they can come out of this false doctrine that they believe in. But anyway, watch this. He could do no mighty works there. Except lay, because they didn't honor the, pro, the prophet. Right. See, I mean, yeah. just let's make it clear so we don't have any false misguided. I am the prophet of this house. Right. Right. And you do know that, right? Yeah. So when you don't honor me, mm -hmm. you can't receive. Right, right, right. right. Or you might be, you get leftovers. <laughs> you get scraps. The crumbs that fall from the master's table. But you don't get to enjoy the whole blessing. Right? You, you feel me? So, so the honor. Now, I'm not even going to go too deep into what honor is, but you could go look at it, study it, and just look up the word honor and cross references because, you know, I might get in trouble for this, but I'm tired of us not knowing what it means. Honor don't mean, you know, I respect pastor. Honor in them days was money. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? He said a prophet is worthy of double honor. Right? Double. That means you should be giving me twice the offer. <laughs> oh my god that's true anyhow I ain't right it but see people want to be a prophet so they can get honor but they're not a prophet of honor oh god I ain't messing with y'all I ain't messing with y'all so, so now watch with but now because they want to honor him it says he could do no mighty works there Except heal a few sick folk. That's, it. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's how he said it. Uh -huh. Heal a few sick folk. Uh -huh. And lay his hand on them. Come on. Uh -huh. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Uh -huh. 
Then he went out in the village circuit teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all right, we, we, these last few points, I'm almost done. We're gonna preach this. Let me help you, let me help you. God wants to do more for you than what you are settling for. Yes, yeah. amen. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Healing of the sick is no mighty work for God. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not for a mighty God. Nope. Prince of peace, everlasting father. What? He couldn't do nothing but heal a couple of sick folks. You got Jesus said, I couldn't do nothing but give him a couple of motion. <laughs> they need a motion miracle. Because of unbelief. Doubt and unbelief limited the power of God. Yeah, yeah. But Derek, I thought we had no choice. Hey, come on. <laughs> I, I, I thought there, there was nothing we could do. But if there's something we could do to limit the power of God, y'all better help me. See, faith is the fire that ignites the wick, the, the, the stick of dynamite that's in your life that's necessary for your blessing. That's right. Woo! I said faith is the, it's the fire that lights the wick for the dynamite that's needed to blow up everything in your life that's not necessary. Because once God moves everything out of your life that's not necessary, the only thing standing is the only thing necessary. Y'all better help me. And, and I don't need all that extra stuff going on, but I need faith enough to know that if God takes it, I don't need it. If God said it, I can believe it. I can there are only two times in the Bible that we read about Jesus marveling. Mm -hmm. He marveled at the centurion's faith, and then he marvels here at their unbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the only two times that they shocked Jesus. How do you believe? And how do you not believe? Okay, well, I'm there, I'm there. How, how is it that a centurion who is not even of the Jew, oh my God, can believe God, but I got Christians who are following me who don't believe? How can you, who's seen all the miracles and all the things that I've done and who I am, not believe? I'm talking to you. I'm talking right to you. How is it that you don't believe because you got something going on in your life? How is it that we have to continue to push up the faith of those who are supposed to believe? Belief is supposed to be part of your DNA. But the enemy wants to sow doubt so that you, and God is like, I am shocked that you don't believe. Don't you remember how I brought you out last time? Don't you remember how I provided for you last time? Don't you remember how I healed you last time? Don't you remember how I healed your mother last time? Don't you remember? How is it you do not believe? when you wasn't even thinking about me. I pulled you out when you didn't even know you were in it. Oh, How do you not believe? It wasn't you that got you out of that mess. You were sinking in deep quicksand, miry clay. It was I who lifted my hand out of heaven and lifted you up out of that pit. How do you not believe? 
didn't bring you this far to let you die. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Somebody say, hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. But what is amazing is Christ's response to the unbelief. Here we go. He doesn't argue. He doesn't try to prove himself. He continues with his mission. And he walks on with the people who do believe. Right. See, for the disciples, he had just given them a picture story of what he was about to teach them. Jesus will always give you a picture story of what he is about to teach you. Remember, he did it with the storm. He showed them how he had power. And then he said, get in the boat and go over. And then he went to sleep in a storm. And he said, oh, y'all missed that picture. Y'all better help me. He, he, he always gives it. Because God has done some stuff in your life that you can look over and run over the tape. And you'll have the image of what he was trying to teach you. And then you'll walk into a situation and have to apply what you saw in faith.
submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls. Yes. As they must give account. And that they may do it with joy and not with grief. Because if it's with grief, it's unprofitable for you. Right, right, right. The reason why some of you can't profit from being in this presence mm -hmm. is because okay. you are being a problem to me. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. The blessings drip down. Yes, it does. Gravity, there's a full rule of force. The blessings drip down. That's why, if you want to be blessed, that's why it says when the praises go up, the blessings come down. So you got to send something up before you got to send something up before it come down. So if you really want to, I'm trying to show you how to get blessed. It's just the way this is going. Don't, because y'all already know me. I would have a problem if I had to preach this earlier in my ministry. Because y'all think I want your money. But you know I don't want your money. But I'm trying to tell you how to be blessed. You can't be blessed because you won't bless me. Yeah. I've learned that I got to bless and sow into what I want to reap from. That's why I sow into ministries that are above me. That's why I give monthly to Tony Evans. That's why I give monthly to Jakes. That's why I give monthly to Jones. That's why I give monthly to some. Y'all not going to say nothing because I want it to drip down. That's why I'm blessed. I got to put it up so it'll come down. If you want to get blessed, you can't get blessed because you won't bless your own house. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. But you want my anointing to drip on you. Back up. Here's, here's the problem. The Bible says to honor your mother and father for the Lord so that the days can be long in your life. And I know you think that means your physical mother and father. Yes, it does. But I'm going to go deeper because God never speaks nothing natural. He's talking spiritual. And God is our spiritual father and mother. You got to honor him and the days will be long on your life. You ain't going to say nothing. You ain't going to say nothing. Because if you honor him, you're going to honor your, your, your right? That's how it goes. Yeah, if you honor him, it's a natural giving that you're going to honor your earthly parents. But what about your spiritual parents? Oh! You, 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 you don't honor your spiritual fathers. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and preach. There is a lack of spiritual fathers. Nobody wants spiritual fathers, Sister Michelle. They want coaches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want a spiritual coach. Tell me what I should do. Uh -huh. What play I should play. Uh -huh. And if the team don't win, I'm going to go find another team. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of playing for the Knicks. Uh -huh. <laughs> but players don't trade themselves. That's right. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask for a trade. Uh -huh. <laughs> but the leader got to work out the contract. But uh -huh. well, we got so many church members, they want to be traded and they just trade themselves. Yeah. Nobody don't want you because you couldn't play on this team. Yeah. Help me preach. You ain't made no basket over here. Ain't that right, B? You ain't gonna do no more self-check. Y'all better help me. I ain't got a defense, you. He needs spiritual fathers. 
loyalty to a spiritual father. Yes. Yes. I love my spiritual father and my spiritual mother. Yes. You understand? Amen. That's deep. You learn that. You learn that. Listen to this. Let me let me just go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm about done. I find the part where I'm at because this iPad keeps doing what I want to do. But anyway, we've talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. God, we took more of you said before. Da, 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 da. We talked about that. Okay, good. All right, here we go. Yep, there we go. We're, yeah, close. Hey, look at that. All right, so listen. <laughs> My mother is still an armor bearer for Pastor Green. She will be a pad. She will be an armor bearer for Pastor Green until Pastor Green go home to glory. I, as her pastor, am not offended one bit that she is a pastor, another pastor's armor bearer, because I understand the loyalty and the relationship that is built by a true armor bearer. That they don't have to be in the same church for her to be. Y'all better help me. There's, there's a sense that that's her spiritual mother, yeah, right. and it will, she will always be her spiritual mother. And I would be an unfit pastor and not a good spiritual father to tell her that she can. Y'all better help me. That's what that's what women who and men who've been scorned they they can't get no visits. You know what I'm saying? You can't get, you can only get the kid on the weekend. Y'all not gonna say nothing. But 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 I don't have a problem. But this, that, that's missing now. There's no loyalty in the church. Right, right. And where there's no loyalty, there's no power. Right. Do you know what made the mafia so powerful? Loyalty. Yes. Yes. They were willing to die. Once that loyalty, that code was broke, that's what brought the mafia there. Loyalty has left the church. We talk about the members to other members that ain't even members. You talk about the leaders to other leaders who ain't even leaders. And then you scream, I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you a liar. Yep. And what you think is a blessing, the devil has messed your vision up. Yeah, okay, I'm a leader, so no. We still got y'all over I'm sorry, nobody ain't check out yet. All right, I'm almost done. Look, look, okay. He commanded, this, this is what he, oh my God, this is so good. He, this is what they tell him, Christian. Don't take nothing. You see how my family acted back then? I'm, I'm sending y'all out. Don't take nothing. Except the staff. Don't take no bread. Don't take no bag. Don't put no money in your belt. Wear some sandals, as a matter of fact. And, and don't put on two shirts. Just wear one shirt. He commanded them. He, he was telling them this. They doubted my power. They didn't believe me. That was my own family. I'm going to send y'all out. I'm not going to allow their, 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 their attitudes and what they I'm not going to let that mess with me and who I am. Because I came to do something. Hey, come, come here. I'm going to send you. Matter of fact, don't take nothing with you. I'm going to supply your needs. I'm going to take care of your clothes, I'm going to take care of your food, and I'm going to take care of your money. I do need you to take a staff, however. Who else took a staff? Moses. Moses took a staff. Staff 
represents God's power. Yes, yes. So I, I don't need you to worry about any provision as long as you go in my power. Amen. Amen. I, that, that's all. I'm not going to allow you to stop my, their unbelief to stop my power. So I'm going to let you go and bring my power with you. And, and then he said to them, wherever you go, whatever you house you go into, like we just went to my house, if they don't receive you, shake the dust. Woo! Shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Because surely it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day than for that city. Listen to that. He said, he said, gay people and homosexuals and lesbians will have a better chance at heaven than those who do not believe. Y'all yeah. better help me up and hit. He said, I know they rejected me and didn't believe, but I'm not going to allow that to stop my power. I'm going to give you my power. Go out and show them jokers. If they would have just believed, they would have been able to do what I'm about to have you do. Oh my God. And I'm going to take care of everything you need. Just go in my power, not your power. Ooh. And it says that they went and they preached and they cast out demons. They healed the sick. Ooh. In other words, nothing stopped them. He couldn't do any mighty works there. But that didn't mean he couldn't do any mighty works somewhere else. I'm here to preach this morning to somebody. Don't, nothing can stop you. I don't care what they don't believe about you. I don't care how they talk about you. Don't let anything stop you. You still have power for that vision, but you cannot allow your relatives and those people who do not believe that God is able in your life. See, you have people, help me up in here, people in your life who do not believe that you are able and you are not able, but God is able. And as long as I got God, I can't let anything stop me. See, I've learned, church, that I'm not going to get upset about the people who walk out on us because God still has given us power. Y'all better help me up in here. And, and we still got power to go out and do what it is God has told us to do. We're not going to let people stop our power. We're not going to let people stop us from doing and becoming all that God said we can be and have. I'm trying to help you up in here. Don't let anything stop you. If God be for you, who can be? And I got the staff. Amen. And I got the staff. Yes. Amen. I'm going to walk in power. Yes. No demon. No hex. No witch. No liar. No warlock. We got power. We got power. And as long as we go where God tells us to go, he's going to supply all I need. Stop trying to go in places. That's the whole thing about this season. You got to understand there are some things that you just can't do in this season. Talk it up to, the, to being obedient to God. Y'all better help me. Because I know if I be obedient in this season, my next season, I, I won't have to worry about begging and crying in my next season. People won't be able to dictate who I am in my next season. I've been getting enough cues from 
Y'all better help me. As long as I'm making God happy, ain't no reason for me to make my family happy and my bank account is mad. Y'all better help me. I think since you're going to be mad at me, I'm going to go ahead and keep my money and let you be mad at me. What? Give God some praise. You know what the disciples could have said? They could have said, Jesus, we ain't going. If your own family don't believe who you are, you didn't allow their, their doubt to be contagious. Because they had relationship with him. They, they saw what he was doing. His family knew what he was doing. I think it says something to the don'ts and the doers. Because I believe the family was on Jesus' side as long as he was doing the miracles. And multiplying the bread. But when it was time to go out,
told me to find a Bible-believing church, to get connected, to be accountable for my decision to walk with you. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grace and 